Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Oh, Jack. Jack O'Hara. Boy, you asked me some interesting questions, my man. It's a great question, Jack. Jack, hey, it's Josh Radder. Hey there, Jack O'Hara. It's Johnny Damon. Jack, so you had questions for me. Jack O'Hara? Absolutely. This message is for Jack O'Hara. Jack, how are you? Hey, Jack. Jack, hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? What's going on, Jack? Uh, listen, man, you know, you, you, you asked me a couple questions. Broadcasting around the world, you're listening to The O Show. In the show and uh, doing your thing, I mean, you've got some pretty big name guests. I've seen your, your stuff, so congratulations on your success. Jack O'Hara. Much nicer guy than Conan O'Brien with much better interviewing skills. Don't forget to share this episode on your social media. Now, let's get to it. I'm so boned. I forgot to get my girl tickets for the show tomorrow, and now it's sold out. It's her freaking birthday. Oh, dude. She's totally going to break up with you. She's definitely going to break up with me. Should have used TickPick. Wait, what'd you say? TickPick. Look. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. What? There are no hidden fees. What'd you guys think I said? Oh, TickPick. I thought you said TickPick. No hidden fees. Download today. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the O Show Podcast, episode 470. We are presented by Mayweather Boxing and Fitness in Scottsdale, Arizona. Mayweather Boxing and Fitness is an inclusive, high-intensity fitness experience developed by the champ Floyd Money Mayweather himself. Head on down to Mayweather Boxing and Fitness in Scottsdale, Arizona. We're also sponsored by BetOnline.ag. Sign up for that 50% bonus by using the promo code capital BLEAV50. That's capital BLEAV50 for that 50% bonus. We got week 18 coming up before the playoffs start. Are you into sports tomorrow? Oh, 100%. My uh, football team is the Saints. It's one of those really? years, you know. Once, um, How did that work? Out? Oh, yeah. My family's born and raised in New Orleans. No way. Like parents, grandparents, uncles, uncles, everybody. Now, were you born in San Diego? Or did yeah, you leave yeah. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Born and raised in San Diego. So growing up, like, I like the Saints. I like the Chargers because San Diego Chargers for a while. Then when I went to L.A., I was like, ah, I have no ties with them, but it was tough being a San Diego sports fan, like with the Padres. They did pretty good God. this year, but decent. Now, yeah, now, now it's great now, to be a now, now, fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, they're still not the best team in the MLB, but they're getting to a point no. where they're an exciting team to watch. Every yeah, day. rooting for my man Tatis. Tatis Jr., come on. Dude, he's unbelievable. <laughs> we'll, we'll I, I grew up uh, a Yankee fan, but the yeah. Mets had Fernando Tatis Sr., mm. and he was like just one of those lightning-in-a-bottle mm-hmm. type players that would hit like 10 home runs in a week, and you're like, ah, Fernando Tatis. Yeah, right. My like, God. Oh, my God, his son's playing now. Yeah. Now I feel old. Yeah, his son's the same 22, 23. We're the same age, and he's making millions being the shortstop for a major league. Isn't that crazy? I, I know like, it really yeah, makes it must, you think. Like, must be nice. Like, what was I doing at that age? Like, as far as like growing up, I know to get to that level. But that's like genetics. That's different. I always look like even actors and actresses. Mm-hmm. Like one of my roommates, I live with four girl roommates, and they were yeah. watching the new iCarly the other night. Miranda Cosgrove is like she's she's old. She, she's like she's twenty. Older. She's like twenty seven though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so am I. So if she's twenty seven, I was like, hey, we're the same. Like, age. I've been be watching friends, like her on television since I was five years old. Right, right. It's crazy how that all happens. Unbelievable. And it's, do, you, do you enjoy growing up in San Diego? Because yeah. obviously, like, everybody can look at that as the nicest uh-huh. city in the entire country. Yeah, San Diego was one of those things where we had the beach, like, about 
10 minutes from my high school, for example. Yeah. So during like lunch breaks, after school, before school, whatever it is, people like are trying to go out surfing, they're trying to go out to the beach, trying to skateboard around. The, like, it's, it's one of those things where it looks the vibe, at least as far as like TV wise. Now, my high school is whatever. Like we were, uh, I feel like a middle of the pack school regarding for like sports, unless it's like, you know, water polo. We had some good water polo teams, which not every school has water polo here, right. I guess. And we had like a good track team, good basketball team, soccer, that kind of stuff, but football and stuff. Yeah, we just didn't cut it. How many different <laughs> sports did you play? Oh, I played three, but for some reason, every time I left football going into basketball, I was always hurt from football. Yeah. And so I lasted uh, maybe like a week or two. That's a team. tough transition. Yeah, I was just like hurt my meniscus, my shoulder, whatever was going on in my body. It happened right during basketball starting. It's like in football, you're mm -hmm. building up and like you have intense team workouts yeah. to like bulk up as hell because you have you have to hit people, right? Yep. And then basketball is just like all stamina, like yep. completely different oh, types of workouts. Yeah, so I feel like it helps going from, say, basketball to like something like track because you're running. Granted, it's not the same, but at least you're running the entire time. Whereas football is like short bursts, short bursts, short bursts. And then you're hitting contact, contact, contact. Basketball doesn't really have that. Basketball, you're trying to just get out there, jump, which is probably the hardest part, jumping, running, jumping, running. And going to a track for me, I did jumping. I uh, did long jump and high jump. Ooh. So that was, wasn't that bad. My friends all did the four by ones, the relays, you know, the four by fours, everything like that. So they were, they were the faster ones. Right. I was, you know, I'm just jump a little bit because it's kill time. What was the most <laughs> disciplined thing you did as an athlete? Ooh, um, the most disciplined thing. Like a specific sport even. Man, uh, I mean, I feel like every athlete has their own different things. For me, I hated the idea of two-a-days, for example. So football, two-a-days. Yeah, one in the morning, one in the evening. And in San Diego, it's pretty hot. You know, we don't really have AC. Like in Arizona, you have to have AC. Yeah. In San Diego, you have the breeze. You don't have the breeze, you have nothing. So we were like in a little valley for our stuff. And so when it came down to the two-a-day part, the evening portion, it's hell. Like it literally is hell week. And you're sitting there just roasting alive with all your gear on and you have to run up and down, uh, all that. That's probably the most discipline is going through the two-a-day, you know, time frame. And I hated that completely. So when you, yeah. you went to ASU, mm -hmm. what did you major in? So I majored in exercise science with a minor in business. Oh, wow. Yeah, from undergrad. And that's when you made the move to Arizona, or did you move? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was nothing inside me that wanted to go to Arizona. Like, really? <laughs> yeah, so once I got denied by, like, all my UC schools, like UCLA, UC Berkeley, Santa Barbara, all that stuff, denied each and every one, like, really fast, like, within the next day or two. Applied, really? denied. Applied, denied. I was ah, all right, great. Um, got into University of Oregon, got into U of A, and got into ASU. And I was like, okay, where I want. These are my top three schools. First off, let's start off with weather. Can I see myself being in rain majority of the year or being in the sunshine? No, I mean the sunshine. All right, because I hate the rain, by the way. Fun fact, every time senior year of high school when it rained, I didn't go to school. My mom's really? Like, yeah, my mom's like, yeah, you're good. Because like, it's no just, way. it's just the, the, the you idea. You had rain days? For me, for me, for me, I had rain days, yes. We barely had snow days. <laughs> it could be like four inches of snow in Jersey. It's like two hour delay. Oh, you guys yeah. could still make it. Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm talking about from, from my house. My mom's like, if it rains, don't go to school. You're good. And I was like, oh, perfect. So I just kept that going. And so that I did go to college. I was like, all right, Arizona doesn't rain as much as it were Oregon nearly as much. And after that, I thought about my major. I wanted to go like an exercise type of major, right? U of A didn't have what I wanted, which was exercise science or anything related to that. And I was like, all right, ASU it is. And then just so happened that a few of my friends were going to play football for ASU. And so we all just went out to ASU together from, you know, San Diego, made a life, and now we're all still here. That's honestly yeah. an awesome story. I can't believe you had rain days. I think, like, the only ridiculous thing I could compare mm -hmm. once is that my mom let me skip school because Yogi Berra died. 
a long time New York Yankee <laughs> yeah, player. Yeah, we grew yeah, up like yeah, huge yeah, Yankee yeah, fans. Yeah, she like yeah. woke me up. She's like, Yogi died. I mean, Aww. I know this is tough. I'm like, yeah, it is tough, Ma. So I just like took yeah, the day. Like, I just need I just need these 24 hours. Like I see stop. a window. I see a window. I'm going to take <laughs> off this Monday. Oh, but that's man. awesome, man. And then you went to Clemson for your master's. Yep, yep, that that had to be a completely different vibe. Oh, man. So like. I'm glad I did it in the way that I did it. So what I mean by that, I'm glad that I went to my undergrad at ASU, whereas I'm not 21 yet, for example. There's not as much distraction. Distractions are all on campus, for example. And then going to get my master's at a school that's like a college town like Clemson. Clemson, I'm there to focus on my studies. There's yeah. nothing else to really distract me. Whereas if I would have flipped that and I would have went to undergrad at Clemson, I would have, yeah, focused and I've been fine. Master's, you have... If I went to ASU to my master's, I have Scottsdale right here, Talking Sick, a casino right there, um, Vegas, a four-hour drive away. Uh, you can go to anywhere you want. All these basketball pro teams are right here. Like you have basketball, you have uh, hockey, you have baseball. Glendale's over there to see the Cardinals. So many more distractions are right within a quick 30-minute, 20-minute, 15-minute drive. In Clemson, it was the town of Clemson, which is the school itself, and then you drive 45 to an hour to Greenville, South Carolina, where you have your nearest city. And that's kind of what I did for my second job. I was working at um, Cycle Bar. So I go off the Cycle Bar for that. And then besides Cycle Bar, I was going right back down. So Greenville, Clemson. Greenville, Clemson. That was all I had. Wow. I mean, Atlanta is, what, like two hours Okay, yeah, from you, there? you do have Atlanta. But I was only there for, like, conferences, for example. Right. So if I go down to Atlanta, I'm there for, like, a weekend for, like, an like a, um, academic conference. Yeah, mm, I want. I lived in Charlotte, North Carolina, for a summer, and I wanted to because I'm a big baseball fan. Mm -hmm. Probably one of my big bucket bucket list things is touring all 30 baseball stadiums. And I was going to go down, down to the new Brave Stadium, so it was like yeah. a four-hour drive. And about two hours in, I see next exit Clemson University. I'm like, yeah. I've never been there. Took yeah. a little detour. It yeah. was like probably six or seven a.m. midweek in July, so uh -huh. no one was there. Yeah. It was just ghost town. I had the entire university to myself just checking out, like, the tennis courts, the football stadium, yeah, yeah. baseball stadium. Like, this is like, not a bad setup. It's, it's, it's super nice. Like, and at the end of the day, I'm glad. So my first year there was Clemson's first year of winning, like, that stretch, right? So Deshaun was still there, Deshaun Watson, that is. Then you had um, Mike Williams. You had, you know, Hunter Renfro still was still there. Obviously, it was a couple more years after that, too. But, like, everybody was still there at their peak, and they were just dominating. Every game went by 40, went by 50. Then played Bama that year, one of the last play, you know, to Hunter Renfro. Like, that, that stuff, like, still carries in my mind. I was only there for two years. So when it comes down to college sports, I root for anything ASU and anything Clemson. Wow. I yeah. mean, you had you had the Tigers, and then you had the Sun Devils. Yeah. Like, regardless yeah. of how good they were, I mean, Clemson went on a tear of the past five, five yeah, plus years. Yeah, yeah, Sun yeah. Devils, you can make a case. I mean, they still get great crowds being in the Pac-12. Like, mm -hmm. GCU don't have a football team. Yeah. Our basketball team is considered decent. We won our yeah, conference yeah. last year, but like we're not at that stage yet. So I didn't really get that same college vibe or yeah, experience. Yeah, that was one thing. So now that I'm in like a boatload of uh, student debt, mainly from my undergrad, actually, for fun fact, my grad school is paid for. I went. There, I was a grad assistant for fitness and wellness. And so all my grad school was paid. I just, I just had to show up and work. So I did that in my entire two years while I was there. But my undergrad, I'm from out of state, you know, so out of state tuition was just hiked it up there. So going through all that, I told myself, my parents and everybody, I'm like, okay, I don't mind. Like whatever school I pick has to be a division one school that has big athletics. Mm -hmm. At the very least, what I want to do is if I'm going to spend money, I want to make it worth it. I want to be able to see the games. I want to be around that atmosphere. And then that led into my thinking when I went to grad school. I had three um, job offers and three acceptance letters, too. 
from Clemson, from University of Tennessee, and from Texas A&M. And then I chose, so this is going into that championship year. I'm like, okay, who out of those three schools has the best chance of just winning something big? Because yeah. you have two SEC schools and one ACC. And I'm like, okay, SEC, you have Bama, you have LSU, you have Auburn, you have all Florida, you have all these big schools. Right. Do I see Tennessee or Texas A&M beating any of them? I don't. I was all right, Clemson, you know what? They're, they're, they're right there. They're right there. I think at that year they might have been like, number six or whatever they were. They were just outside of the playoff bubble. I was, you know what, let's go to Clemson. Let's see, let's figure it out. They have Deshaun. They have these people. They're going to be pretty good. And lo and behold, the very next year, championship. And I was like, ah, I'm right there. I knew I knew it. I knew uh, it. Who do you got this year? Oh, okay. Alabama mm. and Georgia. I'm stunned they beat Michigan the way they did. I'm not stunned. <laughs> I picked so, them to win it all. So Michigan? Yeah. That would have been a good little bet. Though, I just want Jim Harbaugh to finally get the recognition that he deserves. I think him making the playoffs – was the recognition that he was looking for, but he wants more, don't get me wrong, but that's the recognition I feel like what he's able to get deserved. I'm not yeah. sure if he'll top what he did this year personally because something about a Michigan or Big Ten program getting to like a championship game past the SEC team right now, it's kind of up in the air. It's kind of up in the yeah. air. If, like, if it was not Ohio State, I just don't see any other team from there mm. making it out, and Michigan had their, their good year. Um out of those two teams, honestly, I'm just going to say Alabama. Because something about coaching, when it comes down to it, is going to play the factor. And you know, like that Saban been through all that. And yeah. he knows. Just another walk in the park for him. Yeah, man. I'm like, it's something about something about Alabama. I just can't bet against him. I want to root for Georgia. But something about that, I just can't root against him. It's like in the NFL, like you're going to have Rodgers. You're going to have the Cowboys. You're going to have... Yeah. You know, the Cardinals have kind of slipped a little bit, but they're still in, in the race. They had a big win against Dallas. This yeah, yeah. But just Tom Brady being in the in the playoffs, it's like literally you could do it with his eyes closed at this point. Oh, yeah. So that's There's another, no pressure. Yeah, you can't count out Tom Brady. You can't count out Aaron Rodgers. You can't count certain people, certain teams, because they just have a little extra thing that gets them ticking. So how long was it, or how long have you been, was it taking spin, like mm -hmm. spin classes or doing spin? Is, oh, man, is that yeah. what it's called? Shoot. I've been teaching spin classes since October of 2014. So a little bit over seven years, seven years. Yeah, a little bit over seven years now. Yeah, yeah. Funny how time's moving. I was just reminded of a picture that was from almost seven years, uh, seven years really? ago today. And it was me teaching like my like, you know, 20th class. I was like, oh. Taught a class. I teach 20 classes in like two weeks now. <laughs> but like back then, I'm like, it took me four or five months to get 20 classes. So anyways, um, I was, in my opinion, out of anybody that I know, I was like my own little pioneer when it came down to males teaching spin classes like around my age group. Right. Because around my age group, you want to, you know, continue to play sports. And I was like, eh, when I got to college, I didn't fight playing no more sports. Sports was killing my body, my joints, everything about me. I'm like, I love the competition day of it, so the game day, but the practices, I hate that. I hate practice from the bottom of my heart. I hate practice. So I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm not big enough to be at ASU doing anything that I was doing in high school. So let me just think about working as a personal trainer or a group fitness instructor. It turned out to be group fitness was the way to go for me. Chose that route, and then all of a sudden that took off to – me teaching a spin, spin class like one time, kind of liked it, kept going, kept going, kept going, got a little better. Um, taught at the Madison here. So I taught at the Madison, Tempe, and then Phoenix for a little bit, and then now in Scottsdale, like the, uh, one of the managers up there. And it was a lot of stuff going on to kind of lead to where I'm at now. But yeah. it's crazy that me starting seven, eight years ago propelled me to where I'm at now. And I can just do this with my eyes closed, making my plays right before class, doing whatever I got to do. Just I see who's coming in. All right, you like Drake? All right, cool. You like The Weeknd? You like Beyonce? 
boom, 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 hop on the bike, kill it. That's, I was going to say, like, you have to understand the vibe of the room, like the entire, yeah, the entire man. amount of people that are coming in, too. Oh, yeah. Like it, it could be Beyonce, it could be Guns N' Roses, it could be Jay-Z, it yeah, could be Yeah, I mean, it definitely changes, but I would say for my vibe when it comes down to spin classes, everybody knows, oh, yeah, like, he plays a lot of hip-hop, R&B, house, and I put it all together. Like, I like all those mixes, and I find mixes of different artists and different, like, house, like, so I can have, like, uh, a Fisher beat, so, like, house music, a Zed beat or whoever beat, and then on top of that, you can layer in some lyrics from, like, you know, Snoop Dogg, from Drake, from whoever, and just throw it on top. I mean, not me personally, but I find right. songs with that, and all of a sudden, it's a hit, and in class, it just keeps going. We have a bunch of lights in there and, like, the bass, and it's a good time. That's all. I mean, that could literally just be, like, clubbing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's the healthiest version that Arizona has to offer for a club is going to the Madison easily or like a spin studio in general. And what it was two of your, um, what do you call them, like just customers or clients that approached you about the Bachelorette? Oh, yeah. So so this was my, what? So this is back in, two, uh, not that long ago. So 2019, 2019 now, two years ago. So 2019 or three years ago now. She's 2022, yeah. <laughs> 2019. Time's flying. Yeah, though. I was like, wait, what year is it? 2020 was two years ago. Is, yeah, 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 yeah. 2022 is currently now. 2019 was when um, two of my writers was like, Demar, like, do you think you'd be interested in doing, like, The Bachelor, yeah. Bachelorette? And I'm like, I mean, I could do it, but the chances of me being selected out of all these thousands of people very slim, so why not throw my hat in? I start throw my name in the hat and just see see what happens. And then that was say, for example, that was like August, right? Fast forward to like early October, I get a random phone call from an LA number, and I'm like, oh, that's weird. I'm getting a call. From, like I normally never get a call from the area code. I answer it because I'm on the way to my teach my spin class. Yeah. And a person on the other side is like, hey, um, I'm calling for Demar Jackson. I was like, yeah, that, that's me. They're like, okay. Um. Do you know so-and-so and so-and-so, they nominated you to be on The Bachelor or Bachelorette? And I was like, oh, yeah, I do remember this. I remember this. Why well, may I ask who's calling? And she's like, oh, I'm so-and-so and the casting producer for the show, and you have like five minutes, ten minutes of your time real quick. I just want to talk to you about what's next. You've been selected to go like the next stage. And I was like, oh, okay, um, I actually don't have any time. I'm actually about to teach like right now. Can I call you back tomorrow? And they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, just call me back tomorrow. It's completely fine. Um, sorry, sorry to bother you, but yeah, yeah, just let you know you, you've been put to the next round already. And I was like, oh, okay, I didn't know that that was a thing. Cool. Called back the next day. They told me, yeah, we like your, your on paper, like what's about you, you know, and all these different kind of things that they liked. And then all of a sudden that, that turned into three months later of me sending in documents, traveling really? for this interview, that interview, Zoom call interview, back interview, yada, 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 for like three months. And then all of a sudden, boom, the show starts, the pandemic hits, they sent us home. Say. Yeah. You were on a crazy historical yeah. season. Yeah, we were, the, we were the season, the first season that the pandemic was going on because technically, so I'm not sure if you watched that season at all, but it was for when I was going on the show, it was only for Claire. So just, just, just exactly they changed yeah. it up on you because yeah. she what you fell in love with the guy like mm -hmm. in the first few yeah. months or something. My guy Dale, Dale, yeah, Dale uh, was the one that was chosen within like weeks. So, but going back to the original, the original moment. So say like we started filming for all this in like March, for example. All of a sudden, so March of 2020, by the way. So it's right before you know the bombs Everything dropped happens, on us. Yeah. yeah. So we like go and start like 
before quarantining was a thing, sequestering was what we were doing. So we were like secluded from the outside world. Can hardly really watch TV. You can't have your phone, no laptop. We don't see any of that. All we see is just um, a TV and we see the producers once in a while. So all of a sudden, um, I'm sitting in my room, killing time, whole week, by the way, Monday through Friday or Saturday, of just sitting in your room. You're not leaving your room at all. Sitting in your room, talking to producers, hanging out. Monday goes, comes and goes. Tuesday comes and goes. Wednesday, I'm watching um, the it was an NBA game. I want to say it was like the Pelicans and somebody, right? And then all of a sudden, they're like, oh, something about COVID, whatever. We have to stop the game or finish the game and stop it, or we can't start the game. I think yeah. it's for Pelicans' case. And that's how I knew it was getting serious. I was up to shutting down an NBA game. That's when this. Rudy, what's his face, Rudy was Gobert, like yeah. coughing all over the mic, yeah. putting his hands everywhere, yeah. and they tested Rudy positive. Gobert, uh, yeah, I was like, oh, shoot. No one knew what to, what to think. Um, so when looking back on it, it was just funny because I was like, oh, that's how I knew it was serious. And then like two days later, they sent us back home. They, we, did, we didn't even meet any of the guys. We wow. didn't meet Claire. We just went right back home, flew right back home the very next day. And Arizona, we're kind of like the Wild West, right? So nothing was closed out here yet. So I think I got back the day that COVID was really to the point where we had to stop being out like in clubs and bars and stuff. The day I got back, we went right out to one of the clubs here. Because, mind you, I haven't talked to anybody for a week. I'm sitting in my room like silent for a week. I haven't seen anybody. I just want to like get out and be social. So my friends picked me up from, from the airport. We go get some food. Right to um, Old Town Scottsdale. Yeah. They go, go right out there, go to some of the, the, the bars or clubs we're at, and we're having a good time. There was a lot of people that was there. I remember that day, there was some athletes that were there, like some from the NFL. Like, just people were just there having a good time. The next day, we're shutting down Scottsdale, shutting down Arizona. It's getting bad. And I was like, oh, it's, it's serious. I know what to think. So at that moment, um, once they shut everything down, then we just stayed in our houses and we were all quarantined for, what, three or so months. And then the show called us back. And so we had original cast, let's say 30 guys. Of the 30 guys, maybe 10, maybe 10 made it to come back. And I was one of the really? 10 made. Yeah, so think about the odds of me being selected to even come on the show. They cut people. They cut like 20 guys. Because Claire, she was, I guess, the oldest bachelorette, right? So at that time, she might have been, I think, 39. Um, a lot of the guys that cast for the show, at that time, they were around my age. And at that time, I was 26. I'm now about to turn 28. So they had a lot of guys younger than me, a lot of guys older than me, but not, nobody that was really like late, mid-30s. Everybody was like early 30s, right. late what 20s. What is age anyway? Yeah, yeah, I mean, exactly. But on a show like that, that's yeah. kind of where you start leaning towards, like late 20s, early 30s. Anyway, so, and there was stuff coming out that she wanted an older cast. She's like, I want an older cast. I want to make sure I have a great chance. I follow up. And I get it. I'm, I, I understand that. So I understood that if they don't call me back, I get it. I'm 26 at the time. Claire's 39. 13 years of an age gap. I know I'm mature, but I just don't know if I have enough time to show her my level of maturity. And so all of a sudden, um, I got the call back. It might have been like a month before we had to, to leave for the second time. And they were like, hey, um, we want you to come back. I felt like you were a good choice for us. Uh, any chance that you'd like be interested in coming back? And I was like, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd love to get the opportunity to, to, to figure it out if you have me. And like, yeah, let's, let's do it. So send them more paperwork, more documentation, how to get COVID tested and all this kind of stuff. Right. And then we uh, got there. And then this time they had us basically quarantined or showing like our show at, in, in Palm Springs, basically. So we couldn't leave Palm Springs, so we didn't travel at all. And I was that was the most hurt about that for thinking about it, because 
if we were if COVID ever happened, we we're supposed to go, I think, to like Iceland, Italy, um, a couple other spots. God. I was hearing about all that stuff. And I'm like, man, these are all the places I've dreamed about going to. Not saying that we would have, you know, got a chance to have that much free time, but I just wanted just to be in that country, that city, that wherever. Is that all expenses paid too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just, you just go. You just hop on the flight. So, full discretion, what was your expectations mm-hmm. kind of going in with everything? Because obviously, yeah. like, you, there's people that want to fall in love, but at the same time, you don't know the girl until it's actually announced. So there's other people, like uh-huh. the cardinal sin is that you're there to build your brand, you yeah, can say yeah. that. But then there's the free vacations, like yeah. you said. So, like, what was your expectation when they called you and you're like, yeah, let's rock and roll? Let's see. I feel like my expectation about everything was I just want to be open-minded. I'm like, if she can be open-minded towards me, I want to be able to receive and give that same energy back. Yeah. So going through all that, I was like, you know what? Especially now during COVID, I'm sitting at home. I'm like, I have nothing else to do. Let me put my heart and myself out there. Yeah. Like, I'm not even working right now. Like, let's, 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 like, let's figure it out. And then once um, they called me back, I was, I was all in. I was all in trying to figure out with her. I didn't even think about social media. I'm like, I just want to get the opportunity to just, like, do this and say, like, you know, I, I was on TV trying to meet my future wife. You yeah. never know. That would be a crazy story to say that's how, how you met. Unfortunately, it didn't really happen at all. <laughs> and I was one of the seasons that had two bachelorettes, I know. you know, go from Claire to Tasha, which is like, Tasha also great as well. Um, but going through all that, I was like, you know what? Let's just roll with the punches. I'm, I'm already in it. I'm already in it. I mean, that's got to be so tough for a bunch of guys who, like, again, it was very quick for her to pull the trigger and be like, this is the guy. I'm going to stop right now. But for everyone involved, it's like there were some people that kind of felt a connection or had feelings with the girl. And then all of a sudden, we're taking her out and we're putting Tasha in. Yeah. I feel like there might have been, like, one or two guys that were like, wow, like, I genuinely was vibing with Claire. Yeah. Like, I get it if you like somebody, but I think... At the end of the day, Claire did the right thing because if you know, you know, you don't want to drag it on. But at the same time, you do want to give people a fair chance to be like, you know what? Even though I feel like I connected with this guy within a couple weeks, it's still early. I want to see, like, just in case before I start picking him off, 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 off the rip with the other 30 guys here, there might be two or three more guys that I can really vibe with. Yeah. And the fact you kind of cut it off like that, it kind of showed two things. The level of maturity she had because technically no one had done that before. So maybe that's what you need to do. And how far ahead this guy was. And I was like, what did he do? And then watching it all back, I'm like, ah, yeah, we, we had no chance. Oh, my God. <laughs> how many good relationships did you build within that core? Because, again, like all these guys, yeah. whatever whatever their deal is going in, like there's at least 30 guys at the start are like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. really into this girl. How, yeah. do, how, how do you cooperate with that? Um, I would I kind of would go back a little bit then. So, like, on my first night there walking in mind you i'm i'm uh very secure myself i'm like all right i'm i'm six foot six one i'm, I'm a decent height uh, i'm pretty athletic yada 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 kind of checking off my mind like what i bring to the table like at least like appearance wise and i was like, all right cool like i should be able to hold my own in a room full of full of males i was not anticipating walking into that room and i was one of the shortest guys in there like i was might have been the third shortest out of 30 guys by the way and i'm like why am I here? Models. Yeah, this and that. Um, CEO of this. Doctors. And I was like, oh, you guys, you guys actually have like a big thing going on in your life. This like this is this is this is this is something that's just on the side small. This is like the end all be all for me. Like, oh man, I'm I'm about to meet Claire, I'm about to hang out. No, these guys are like already up here, living in New York, living in wherever. Anyway, so kind of maneuvering that and hearing how they talked about 
Claire and they were like, she's so awesome. I can picture our lives together. And I'm like thinking that too, but I was like, oh, these guys are like already planning their lives like with her in mind. And that's what you need to do. But hearing that so early on, I'm like, did you guys meet her last week? I know. That's a little too fast. <laughs> right? Like, like, like someone, some of us must have met her before the show. So I, I guess I might have missed that call. But um, so they're talking all this. And that's kind of what I'm thinking. I'm like, okay, am I over my head on this? Am I over my head? But then as the show kept going on, I, and it starts to like kind of see where everybody's at and see where everybody's like, you know, past relationships looked like and seeing everybody's like love languages and seeing what they thrive. And I'm like, okay, I, I can tell she's going to have to weed a lot of us out. I didn't know when I would fall on that, how far I would make it, or if I would make it all the way. But I'm like, is there's, there's a lot of um, holes that yeah. each, each one of these guys have. It's up to her to kind of sniff it out on, like, what she want to find in her future spouse. But, yeah, going through all that, seeing and how to navigate the experience between, I guess, putting your heart out there that early and understanding that you have to be confident within yourself because you cannot compare yourself to other guys because it's so easy to see 30 dudes and all of a sudden you're like, I do not stack up. Like, and she's having humbly. like intimate conversations yes. with all of them. Yes. And you know that. And I'm going the up there, I'm that. like, what should I even talk about? Like you're trying to prep. Like I have never in my mind thought about, okay, before I approach this woman, what do I need to talk to? What points do I got to hit? Because you only get like two minutes or three minutes or however long to really like nail a point down before another guy want to come talk to her because it's, it's everybody's time. So you're like, okay, do I go right to like a deep part of my life? Do I go into a funny moment? Do I go into like hearing more about her? Do I want to be a listener? Or do I want to be a talker? You got all these questions and you had to never overthink a topic of conversation more than you did on that show. Yeah. On that show, you have to make sure every conversation is natural and fluid, yet it brings them to the table. You can't talk for fun. <laughs> you got to talk with a purpose. Like on that first night, like the pilot mm -hmm. episode, they always like introduce you guys coming out of the limos and doing yeah. all that stuff. What was your pitch then? The oh, that's the probably my almost funniest moments from that show. Really? So because that's tough. You get like 30 yeah. seconds and you got to like really oh. prove yourself. So for me personally, I didn't come out the limo. I was one of the guys that do my own thing, right? So my own thing was I parachute, had a parachute on my back, like a full blown nice. parachute. I got the whole entire thing on me, and I'm like marching up, mm, 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 marching up all the way to like the front. And as I'm getting closer to to see Claire, her dress shiny. I'm like, if I would have had some sunglasses on that night, that would have been a perfect time to wear them because I was like, oh, I clearly am getting blinded. Lights in my direction. At this moment in time, I'm like, I don't really have stage fright, but I'm like, the, I can see the cameras wrong. Right. There's like 20 feel like 20 cameras pointing in my direction to her direction and she's standing there waiting for me to come and I'm walking there doom doom now my heart is as my heart is like going I'm looking at her she's smiling at me everything that I was thinking about saying to her evaporated from my mind I had no thought all I know is my name is Damar she's Claire Damar and Claire Claire Damar Claire Claire Damar who's whoever what I'm going I'm like all right wherever I'm at I'll figure it out I walk up, everything I wanted to say, Jack, was not there. I, I looked at her in the eye, and I was like, hi. <laughs> hey. Stood there, and she's like, hey. And then I tried to give my little, like, one-liner because I was I wanted to come up with like, a little joke. Yeah. I think the joke was going to be like, oh, I was on a plane coming over, uh, going towards Bachelor Mansion, but I saw this, like, you know, really beautiful figure, and I had to hop out and go see what's going on. And that, that was kind of my pitch I went with. And then she laughed a little bit. At that moment, I had a follow-up thing to say that I wanted to say. Forgot that, too, by the yeah. way. So I just walked off. Mind you, that's all I said. 
I didn't say my name. I didn't say where I'm from. I didn't say my, my, my age. I didn't say none. All I said was the joke. Okay, I'm, I'm going to walk off now. And then she's like, wait, what's your name? And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Damar kept walking up. Wait, where are you from? I said, oh, I'm from Scottsdale, Arizona. And she was like, oh, yeah, okay, that's great, that's great. And I just kept walking. I was like, I blew that. And uh, I walked aside, saw all the guys, and that's when I was like, oh, where am I? Why, why am I here? All these guys are 6'5". <laughs> hey, parachute guy, you yeah. didn't give her your name, and you kind of let her on. You know, yeah. And she took the bait. You know what? You when, know? You, when you look at it like you that. You didn't have the height. All right, so you need to yeah. figure out how to stand out in a different way. By just not saying anything of value. <laughs> oh, dude. That's hilarious, though. Oh, but that was, but that's how intense my mind started. Because I'm in front of crowds every day. I've never been in front of one person to where there's that many lights in the direction. Yeah. Like, it's at nighttime, but it lit up like I was in Vegas. Like, all I saw was lights everywhere, and I was like, oh, my God, where am I at? Did a part of you realize that millions of people were going to see that on television too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the moment that I'm walking up, I'm like, these are millions and millions and millions of people watching me right now. Like later on, mess everything up. Now I'm about to mess it up. I'm going to do it. I'm going to mess it all up right now. I'm going to mess it up. <laughs> how, how, how early or late did she um, make the decision that like this is my um, Okay, so let's see. So they showed on like the third episode or so fourth episode there was a total of what 12 or 11 episodes on our season yeah. so i'd say um by viewing week three real time week week and a half how about wow. week and a half yeah wow. so it was a quick turnaround oh very quick like the but the thing is though like we can always as the guys there we always can tell a little bit when things weren't feeling as um even and fair across the board so like, yeah. Was there any of that? Like people were just like stealing our away, taking time. Well, yeah. Us? So we all expected that to happen because right. there's 30 guys. There's gonna be a moment when one guy comes in, another guy comes in. Like there's gonna be guys that happen. But from when I heard stories and saw it on episodes, like for like when Dale hopped on like twice and spent two times in one night with her. Yeah. And some guys didn't talk to her at all. I wasn't on that date, but seeing it back, I was like, oh, he got to talk to her twice and for like X amount of. You know, 20 minutes there, 30 minutes here. I talked to Claire for a total of maybe 10 minutes total while, I was on, while she was on the shot side of the show. So I'm like, it's, it's one of those things where you can kind of feel like, yeah, some guy's got a leg up. Like, I can I can probably beat out him, 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 him over him over there. But these three over, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm far behind. <laughs> you, you just sense that. Yeah. Did you have any sort of uh, connection with Tasha when she came in? Or was it just a completely different vibe for everybody involved? Oh, with, with Tasha, yeah. So, like, when I was able to meet her and talk to her and everything, I felt like um, I felt like there could be something there. I felt like she, cause she gave everybody a fair chance off the bat. So, I felt like everybody had equal amount of time to start off with. She wanted to know about your life, your family. Like, she, like even behind the camera, she's like, hey, guys, I don't want to end it yet because, like, there might be another guy coming in, so she might tell like a producer, "Hey guys, I like, give us a second. I want to make sure I talk a little bit more." And they're like, "All right, that's fine." Right? Like Claire, for example, I, I didn't feel that energy from her. Yeah. I felt like a friend vibe, but nothing more than that. Whereas like Tasha, like she wanted to go out the way to be like, "Hey, I want to make sure I spend enough time with you, since I didn't get a chance to the last three weeks. You know, cause I just got here. So let's like talk about some regular, regular things." And I was like, "You know what? Thank you." And so that's kind of how the vibe changed in the house because we can sense she was actually trying. To get to well, know that's us. really cool. Yeah. How how much of that was not that specifically, mm -hmm. but how much of it was scripted to where it's like you find out on the air that you're not going home because you didn't get a rose, or do they tell you beforehand, like just to get an idea? Of, like, oh no, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you don't get a rose, that's the last time we see you. 
and that's the first time right. you hear about it. Really? <laughs> yeah, that's so gotta be rough. yeah, so like there was moments. So the funniest thing about all these things are there's gonna be a couple guys or maybe one or two guys every ceremony who might have borrowed something from somebody else. So say if I would have borrowed your your shoes that that night, right? I got sent home. You're like, hey, don't forget you were in my shoes. I have to mail you back your shoes. Like, like, like you don't see me after this. Like, I guess I could probably like take them off and leave them yeah. out the door for you and like walk barefoot. But hey, but Demar, yeah, yeah, like you're hey. getting something. <laughs> you say, I know I'm not leaving yet, but I need my shoe. Yeah, like so when you don't get a rose, like you're genuinely shocked. Like you're not, you're not, you weren't told that earlier. You might have a gut feeling. Oh yeah, I feel like I'd have a good week, or I feel like I'm kind of behind. Like these ten guys, there's no way. I got enough time in to get my get my moment stapled in, um, so it was, it was always gonna be a surprise, and it's always gonna be like a genuine reaction. Like when you don't get your rose, you're like, "Wow, I, I failed." All right, well there can only be one. I get it. Hmm, that is frustrating, dude. Yeah, that is frustrating. You get one chance. You get one chance. Who's your closest uh, confidant? I'd say from there, from Ivan. There. Ivan for sure. I was with him in Vegas. Actually, we were with each other for New Year's Eve. Um, I was also with Noah not too long ago because he was driving from Oklahoma to uh, California. He's living out thing in L.A. now, Huntington Beach, and he like texts me like, so mind you, I'm like driving back from Vegas. He texts me saying, "Hey, um, mind if I pass by your house like quickly? Like, like crash? I'm about to like I'm driving from Oklahoma to California. I need like four hours of sleep. I'm driving for 18 hours. I'm like, yeah, for sure. So I saw him like New Year's Day, Ivan up to New Year's Eve. I hang out with Riley once in a while too. He's a good guy of mine." From the show as well. Um, besides that, I'm friends with a lot of like a lot a lot of guys in general. Like I was hanging out with Dale for like our um, right. that that uh, the Zed spin thing we did in San Diego. Oh really? Yeah, Dale came up with that. So like I'm friends with a lot of like I have no bad blood with any of the dudes on there. They're all great guys. I feel like my season in general had a, a lot of great dudes. It's like maybe like you know a couple bad eggs. Like you you want to have that. You want to have that. But people you have, just trying to sabotage. Other yeah, people. I'm like but at the end of the day. My season that I was on had quality men who are now off and doing their thing now with like they might have found their significant other now. They might have, you know, found their dream job, for example, dream location of living like they're 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 doing life right. In your honest opinion, Mm -hmm. you know, just going through like some relationships you've probably had in, in your life experience. Do you think that that is a healthy way to find a companion? I'm not going to say it's the healthiest, but I'm going to say it's, a, it's, it's an option. <laughs> so the healthiest might be like if you meet them genuinely in, like in person with not the intention to like doing that. You just like meet them as a friend first. Meet somebody as a friend, you're building that ground layer, that ground foundation. That's probably the most healthiest way is starting a friendship or that kind yeah. of vibe first. What we did, we just hopped right into, hey, you know why I'm here? You know why you're here? Let's get married. Right. That's that's <laughs> that's that's kind of what the end all be all is supposed to be like for a show like that. That's unbelievable. And yeah. you know, we were talking before we went on a little bit about you know just some of the people that you've gotten to connect with. Just uh-huh. you know, just going to event after event after event. Yeah. Like whether it is like just spin, like you going to Petco Park, yeah. meeting up with Zeta, and then obviously you guys building a friendship and uh-huh. working relationship. How how big do you think your life changed from being on The Bachelorette, you know, coming back here, mm-hmm. seeing like, kind of the platform you've built for yourself, yeah, at yeah. least on social media? Like, was it a game changer for you uh, unintentionally? No, 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 yeah, for sure. It's a, it's a big unintentional game changer. Like, I wasn't doing podcasts before all this. Yeah. I was teaching spin class. So I was, I was on a mic, but it was in front of a spin class. That was the extent of my reach when it went down to that. Now I'm traveling. I'm 
hanging out. I'm going to events, going to appearances. I was in Miami over the summer. I was yeah. in New York over the summer. I went to New York, New York twice this year. I've never been to New York once time in my life. They didn't let you in 2020. I'll tell you that. Yeah, one. I mean, I went. Well, yeah. Well, I went. Uh, wait, was it? Yeah, I guess twice in 2021. You're right. So I'm like, I went twice in 2021. I've never been any time before in my life. I've been to Miami. I traveled actually the most in 2021 that I did my whole entire life, as far as like from a year standpoint. You just had the time. And the finances. Yeah, true, true, true. I mean, it doesn't have to be about money because they just, like, comp things. Like, really? Yeah. So, like, my first trip to New York, they, like, well, Ivan, I, I was Ivan's plus one for that one in particular. But he had, like, a deal with, like, the Mavericks and like that, that, too. So, like, they were playing the Knicks that day in New York. So, the company said, all right, you and a plus one. He chose me. So, we had our hotel paid for. We had the game paid for. We went to a Yankees game. We had a helicopter ride all around the city. It's with our other friends, too. Like, that trip, I could not replicate it. And that was during COVID times. We had to get tested to make sure we were good to go, obviously. So we were all, like, negative. But to have the, the Knicks game at the Madison, we had to, um, at Square Garden, we had to do, you know, the Yankee game, helicopter ride. We played basketball at, um, I forgot what, what gnome gymnast was i forgot but there was other things we did that and we were on the brooklyn bridge and it was just us like me him and a couple of the other guys just hanging out and i'm like i i couldn't do this a year ago no. two years ago three years ago this is all just a spur of the moment want to go to new york sure, let's go boom all of a sudden all these things happened up for me um miami that was a crazy experience probably one of my favorite experiences from this past year um the whole zed thing so like, there's so many doors that opened up for me and i'm like i gotta be grateful that the show gave me that platform unintentionally, but now that I'm here and I'm I some somewhat made it for myself, I can just you know continue on my actual day to day job and then see you know what doors and seeds uh, I able to plant down the line. Right. You know? Did it change your perspective on how to like meet people and connect with people, or was that just like now you have an opportunity to connect with these people? Um, I think more so just have an opportunity to connect with them now. Yeah. Um, I'm all, I feel like, I feel like based on what people tell me, I'm a personable person, first person. So I'm able to just like, you know, go with the flow, hang out and just want to be around. And I feel like that is shown now on a bigger scale to the point now where if anybody's coming in town, they feel comfortable and welcome and accepted to hit me up. No matter if you're from a previous season, the future season, whatever you're going through, or you're from another show or from wherever you just want to like, Hey, Damar, I know you're uh, you live in Scottsdale. You know what you had going on today? Want to grab some dinner? Want to grab some coffee? Want want to hang out for a little bit? I think you're a cool guy. Like that stuff might happen. And now for me on on the other end, I can now like you know communicate and get people's numbers and network, um, and just like hey, like what are you guys up to? I'm about to be in this city. Are you guys here? If so, let's hang out. Like let's genuinely build yeah. a, a friendship. I, I don't care about you know you guys comping things whatever i just want to hang out i just want to like just be accepted by you as much as you would for myself as well how i guess how would you um differentiate and kind of weed out the people mm -hmm. that want to hang out with you to hang out with you and the people that want to just like be there for clout yeah, in yeah. a sense I, I feel like then that comes from a sense of knowing who your circle is so i'm yeah. still like the same with my boys that i just came here with so i still have my close group we have a group chat of like eight of us guys and we just hang amongst ourselves from a day-to-day -day basis. Like, we're on, like, Call of Duty on Warzone. I'm gaming with them every day. Like, that's how we build a rapport. And then when it's, like, people from, like, the outside who I might have not talked to as much and they want to magically hang out with us because it's normally me plus my guys, then we're like, yeah, sure, you can hang out for a little bit. But, like, we can just feel the energy it is directed towards one thing or another. 
chances are, though, I'm not a crazy big name from the show. Like, I'm not going to be those bigger guys who, because I went on Paradise 2 for, like, two episodes, but I'm not a success story from, like, a couple standpoint from, like, Paradise or from, like, The Bachelorette or Bachelor. So, like, people are like, oh, yeah, how's you and so-and-so? Like, they like they don't ask those kind of questions of me because, like, they know I was only there for, right. like, X amount of time. So it's, like, more of, like, a this guy's pretty casual. He's pretty chill. He's not trying to, you know, hype up his experience. You know, I'm not trying to do all that. It's amazing. Like, some of the guys you see just, mm-hmm. like, talk about their season from, like, four years ago. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what are you doing, man? Yeah, like, I get it. It's a, it's a thing, and it's something that, that, you know, was a big part of you, but it doesn't have to be you. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, your no. identity. Like, I'm friends with a couple people from Love Island, too. Like, I've known Olivia from Love Island um, before me and her even went on our respective shows. And so now that, like, we're publicly friends, too. Like, she went to Vegas with us as well. People are like... Oh, so like, are you guys dating? That's, that's that's one thing that we get a lot. Not me and her, but like in general. If you hang out like from somebody from one show with somebody from like another show or whatever of the opposite sex, and you guys are alone, just like genuinely hanging out. That's just the media, dude. Yeah, I'm like weird friends. Like we're friends. Like, I actually have a girlfriend now. I don't have to worry about. That's that so being unfair. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm like, yo, it's, it's not like that. It's not like that at all. Mm, how was The Bachelor in Paradise? Even like it was just two episodes. Yeah, but how was that yeah. set and everything? Um. It's nice because genuinely you have the best opportunity to like meet your person on a show like that because you're actually given um, a decent amount of guys, decent amount of girls. You're not just going with one, one person. person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it helps out tremendously. So you can go there and um, you might come down for me. It only it didn't benefit or hinder me by any means because I was there for two episodes and I got there pretty late. I was one of the last two guys to even get there. So when I finally got there, everybody's all coupled up. So it's one of those things where you just get the opportunities to meet so many more unique and individual and beautiful people, and you're able to say, all right, yo, I think that you're great. And the biggest part is, okay, where, where in this country do you live in? Because <laughs> a lot of us don't live next to each other. A lot of us live in either L.A. or New York. I live in Arizona, so it's not that bad to get to L.A. But it's basically the next L.A. Y- yeah, right. Point. It's like L.A. Junior. But to get to a place like New York, Florida, to get to the Midwest, it's, it's going to be a little bit of a drive, you know, or flight. So <laughs> you, you, you got to actually make a make a make a, a travel day about it. So that's like the biggest things people think about outside of if they're compatible. Yeah. Did you feel any connections in those? Um, it was very, very short to tell. Like I went on one date when I was what there. happened? So, yeah, so they got me. So I was, so say if we're, say, for example, we're filming for like, say two months, for example, I'm there the last like two, three weeks of us filming is when I came on. I'm, I'm, I'm anticipating myself being there, but they never called me for, or gave me flight details until like the very last minute. And I'm like, okay, I guess like you guys are finally able to have me on there. Let's go. So I go, I had to quarantine the room for seven days because that's a mandatory quarantine. So quarantine for seven days. As I'm quarantining, I'm like, I hope everybody's like that. I actually would want to see, first off, are even there. Secondly, that they're like not taken. I get down to the beach and all of a sudden I see everybody like holding hands, sitting on laps. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm not going to do well. So I got here, talked to a couple of my friends. I knew that were there still. Talked to some of the girls that I wanted to get to know. And then asked a certain person out for that date. Once I asked, it was Chelsea, by the way. I'm not sure if I see it or not. Um, asked Chelsea out for for the date. It was fun. They, they hardly even showed it because really? like that because it was a double date. It was myself and Chelsea, and then Ed who came down like to the beach with me, and then Natasha. So we all did our respective date. But I felt like for those episodes leading up to it, I feel like 
um, Ed and Natasha, like, screen time-wise and their story, how to connect and evolve a little bit. So that dominated, you know, what me and Chelsea had going on. And I thought we had a pretty good connection, but I feel like at the end of the day, me and her, like, more so just friends. Like, we're awesome, though, but, like, I feel like that's kind of how it played out. So mm-hmm. there was no harm, no foul in that. And then um, she chose Chelsea, that is, chose another guy at the rose ceremony. And I was like, dang, well, my time was short-lived. It was fun. And then that's kind of where that story began. Nice little in. vacation for you. Literally. I was I was out of my house from doorstep to doorstep from about 10 days max. <laughs> Honestly, the fact that you couldn't go to all of those different countries on The Bachelorette yeah. because of COVID, like that, that was a nice little... You know, like plan B option. True, true, true. So I was going to uh, Mexico for Bachelor in Paradise, helped out a little bit. Yeah. And then to be on the show as long as I did originally for the Bachelorette, I feel like it, it. I feel like everything happens as it's supposed to, and I'm never taking that to heart to like, oh, I didn't last this long. I want to get on longer. I'm like, you can't control that. You don't know what is what is already destined or planned for you until you kind of see it through and walk your own journey. So me kind of going through my barely making top 10 phase of the bachelorette and then being on for two days on um bachelor in paradise i think all that helped me in the end i didn't do anything to look foolish i didn't say anything to hurt anybody's feelings yep. i just was myself the entire time i was like all right y'all this is who i am if you guys want to connect with me or network with me at, at the end of the line I, I know that this is not for me feel free if not it's all good is your current girlfriend, did she know you from the show, or did she oh, not no, know Oh, no, no, no. The, the beauty and all well, that's that. that's perfect. The beauty and all that, I've known her since high school. Really? Yeah, yeah, the beauty and all that, and like we just made everything official like, recently. So, like, the beauty in that is because I've known her since high school. Like, she was two years younger than me, and so I always, like, we always joke around today about how I always said, ah, oh, you're too young for me. Because, like, when you're in high school, you can't be a junior dating a freshman. I mean, you could, but, you know, might be frowned upon. So, like, us going through that, we're always friends in high school, even past that. It just worked out that, like, some of my close friends stay close with her friends and close with her as well. And then she moved to L.A. for a little bit, then back down to San Diego. But she never lived outside of California. But she always wanted to move out of California. And then it's just, like, you know, our worlds re-met recently. And things started, like, meshing easily without us having to, like, try that hard to force anything. That's awesome. Yeah, so it worked out. That's really cool. I mean, that's – I feel like for most people, like, you talk about, like, the bigger names that are on that or that are just flaunting all the stuff that they get on the show. It's like you kind of have, like, a stigma to you. Like, oh, you were on The Bachelorette. You were a former Bachelor. Like, can I trust you? Yeah. That that that's yeah. good on your end. Though. I always joke with all my guys from the show. Like when I talk to like my boys, uh, Ivan, Riley, Noah, my boy Jordan C from the show as well. All of us, and I always say, I'm like, y'all, I'm done trying to get to know you know bachelor kind of kind of women. Like they're great, don't get me wrong, but at the end of the day, I feel like if I can just go back into my past to the people who know me before the show. Because I know their opinion about me was, you know, unbiased. You know, I'm not trying to like, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah. So how was the show? It was more like, how are you doing? You know, <laughs> I, right. I, yeah, I, I want to hear about that more so than what happened last year. She knows the real Damar. She's yeah. only talking to you intimately and yeah. not other people that you would know about. Yep. And then the best Telfy. part about it is she doesn't even spin. So I didn't even meet her at really? work. Yeah, right. She, she works out, but she doesn't she doesn't get on the bike or anything. I'm like, perfect. You have your own world. I have my own world. And we knew each other for a while. And that's the beauty of it all. That's the best kind of setup, man. Yeah, right. That's awesome. <laughs> Do you have any future, you know, with all the connections you made, just being kind of like a you know a known presence now like do you have any projects that you'd want to pursue outside of Ooh. spin or um outside of spin 
Um, I'm trying to think. Or just continue to grow because yeah. like you're at the Madison now. Yeah, yeah. So overall, what I'm hoping for. So once me and Zed did that thing at Petco Park, and that was a really huge stage. The first of its kind to have a live concert yeah. ride at an actual stadium, and we're performing for you. I feel like I want to do that, but more so like a traveling kind of setting. Like I want to be able to go different cities. So I'm in the works of trying to put that together right now. It's going to take a little while. But 2022 this year, I'm looking at what it, what do I need? Who do I need to connect with manager-wise, artists, whatever, DJs, Who I don't care who it is. I want to be able to do what we did that. It could be on a smaller scale. It could be in front of 100 people. But I want to be able to like travel and just do that at a higher rate, like a higher volume, because this is something that can really catch on because you don't have to go to concert. You can also like work out. Like it's, it's like there's a beauty in entertainment and fitness together, and we did that, and it was awesome, and I want to do it again, but I want to do more of it to the point where everybody, oh, yeah, you're Damar, you're a DJ, you're the guy yeah. who spins with all these artists. Like, I want that to be a thing. Building your reputation. Yeah. As well as building, building actual, like, genuine, authentic relationships with people that mm-hmm. you work with, work for, too. Yeah. That's yeah. really cool. Like, you don't even, like, realize, like, me in the podcast game, like, I started this, I'm like, I want to talk, like, host a talk show. Uh-huh. And then you realize, like, it's more business than anything else. Yeah, it's know? a lot of phone calls, a lot of emails, a lot of just Zoom calls, getting to everybody. So that's kind of where I'm at. So that's, like, my biggest project. Besides that, um, I'm still obviously spinning but i'm trying to go to different other like spin studios around the country so i'm doing that they have me going out there to like do some trainings for those people talk about branding talk about marketing talking about music so like some other um studios that reached out to me and say hey would you want to come out during these dates we pay for your flight and your stay and just train our staff because like i also train our current staff at the madison so it's nice to kind of do that but on like a national scale now right right so get people like on like the kind of vibe on how we teach because we teach very I feel like the pace is like mm, boom, boom, and then like the music is like behind you. It feels like you're at a concert. So we're trying to replicate that in other studios. That's awesome, man. Yeah. We're gonna have to have you on again sometime just to talk about some of that stuff. Because yeah, I'm very intrigued. Yeah. Like yeah, I, I definitely want to yeah. pick your brain about where you're at in a few months with all of this stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, like I kept telling myself before this New Year hit, I'm like, okay, Demar, check back on yourself a year from now. I know that sounds far, but yeah, you know, I, I even wrote it down, put it in my little notes on my phone. And like the date might have been like December 17th or whatever date was of 2021. I'm like, this is what you're at right now. This is how much you're, you're making, for example. This is what you're talking to. This is who you know network-wise. Like I met these people. Check back where you are now and see how much you've grown since then. Mm. And then so December 17th of 2022, we'll see where I'm at. Do you have like daily planners and all that stuff to keep your goals? Um, I say I keep everything kind of my notes, but it's not like a daily planner. It's more like an inspirational section. Yeah. So if I find a quote that I like, or I listen to podcasts, or I listen to like um, uh, online church services or whatever it is, and I just have some quick little thoughts out with little nuggets of knowledge, put it in here, just keep making different pages for it, and I just type in keywords and find it. Like, you know what? Whatever happened, I thought about apples. Pull it up, and I was oh, that's what it was. So like all that's in my phone. So if somebody hacked my phone, then we get a bunch of inspiration. That's that's <laughs> the smartest way to do it, dude. Yeah, yeah. Like even me, like I'll have an email that I didn't look at, or like I'd be uh-huh. like, oh wow, they responded. I should respond soon, and then I put my yeah. phone down, and then three weeks later, I'm like, oh no. Yeah, never yeah. Never responded. Like the biggest thing I heard, granted, I'm not big on like writing down my thoughts and notes, but the biggest thing I heard is like if you want things to actually, like instead of saying I'm going to manifest this, I'm going to manifest yeah. that, I do that all the time too, but instead of saying that, write it down and then say it because you're putting your thoughts and your inspiration from your mind to literally having it out to where your ears can hear it 
Because if only you hear it, only you're able to carry it out. The moment you say it, maybe Jack can carry it out. Maybe so-and-so can carry it out. Like, I don't have to be the one burden to load to carry these thoughts out. Right. Mm-hmm. And how do you, um, where can we reach you on, like, on social media and all that stuff? Yeah, so, so yeah, my, along. yeah, I got you. My Instagram is at DJ from SoCal. At DJ from SoCal. It's yep. so easy. Yep, DJ. So my initials, Demar Jackson, DJ from SoCal, S-O-C-A-L. Wow, DJ from SoCal. And that's on, like, Twitter as well. It's on TikTok. That's on all that. Well, thanks for coming on the show, DJ from SoCal. Of course. It was a blast. I appreciate you, my guy. We are going to do this again in a few months after let's do all it. your projects blow let's, up. Let's, let's check back I in quarterly. Wait. And then you're like, oh, what happened? Oh, man, last month I was in London. Every season. <laughs> so we checked in in the winter. You'll be back in the spring, the fall. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that. But uh, this was episode 470 of the podcast with Damar Jackson. Remember to head on down to Mayweather Boxing and Fitness in Scottsdale, Arizona. And remember to make your picks by using the promo code capital BLEAV50 over at betonline.ag. Hank, hit the lights, man. Woo! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.